You got to chill. Chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Listen, I think I think I'll be able to throw pretty good to him about 60 or 70. I guess what? Hell yeah! <laughs> See those mountains yeah, over there, pal? <laughs> Hell yeah! I mean, I bet you Dan Marino could pick up a ball right now and sling that thing around a little bit. So I, I think I'll still be able to throw for a long time. Broadcasting live from the ESPN Madison studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. The text coming in hot today. Alex Strofe, 844-770-3776. I don't know. You didn't tell me who this text was from, but I have a good guess. Chris Manitowash Waters chimes in right away before the show starts. You are spot on, my friend. Chris from MW says, have a great... This is at 1.58 p.m. Have a great show, fellas. Rogers royally sucks, Strofe. It's time to accept that. He is the worst. Just admit it, buddy. What the hell are we doing here, Chris? Coming in hot. I like it. (laughs) That's funny. It's funny. But Aaron Rodgers is the topic today. We'll talk a little Jordan Love as well. And, you know, Ben Brust on Skiles on Brust kind of took our take that this is not a uh, ringing endorsement of Jordan Love, the rework deal. Because if they thought, and I'm not saying they should, but if they thought Jordan Love was the next big thing, they would have they would have signed him up something real yeah, going forward. For sure. That, that's where I disagree with Ben. They wouldn't have picked up the fifth-year option. If they thought he was real, they're signing him to something that's even like a four-year deal. Right. Four was the number. 50 yep. guaranteed. If they saw anything from Jordan Love that made them feel confident that he's the real deal going forward, then they would have signed him to that deal. But I think this deal says to Jordan Love, which is basically $13 million guaranteed over two years instead of $20 million guaranteed in one year, it says, Jordan, we've seen enough to give you a chance. Meanwhile, Alex Strofe, I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. We're live from the Spark Building. Meanwhile, in New York, it's like a da-da-da. Aaron Rodgers living his best life. And yesterday he talked a little bit about, and I want to hear some of his quotes, and then I want to kind of jump into Aaron Rodgers. And forget your feelings, you know? I want to know your opinion on something about Aaron Rodgers. But I want to hear Aaron Rodgers talk about, with on the Pat McAfee show, about maybe being able to play football for more than one season. Listen, I think, I think I'll think i be able to throw pretty good to him about 60 or 70. I think that's just... What? Hell yeah. <laughs> See those mountains yeah, over there, pal? <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, I bet you Dan Marino could pick up a ball right now and sling that thing around a little bit. So I, I think I'll still be able to throw for a long time. So, talking about he could sling it till he's 60, and he's not making a commitment there, but he's... He's, he's probably right. For right. Oh, yeah. Brett yeah. Favre can still sling it. I, was oh, at, yeah. I saw him do the uh, thing in his, the uh, flag football game. Yeah, he, and, he, and he was throwing the rock to people last year at the AmFam Championship oh, before, fingers, he, before yeah. he got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he canceled himself. You, well, yeah, yeah. yeah then, no you doubt, know what? No I'm going to pause on it. He didn't get canceled. He's a dirtbag criminal, allegedly. And allegedly. that's why he. <laughs> but we also not Don't allegedly. Get sued, Jim. Also he not allegedly. People. I said allegedly, but also not allegedly. What he did in New York is also dirtbaggish. Yeah. That he probably should have been done with that. 
Uh, hopefully Aaron Rodgers doesn't repeat any of that stuff. That's yeah, not a legend. That's, that's a fair point. So, in general, bye, Brett. And that's what you can definitely say for, for Aaron. Aaron is a lot of things, but he's I not think, Brett Favre. But, but in all honesty, Jim, I think I'll be able to sling the pill until I'm 60 years old. You ever seen you, – you see that those mountains over there, pal? <laughs> I could throw them right over them, Uncle Rico style, as Pat McAfee drops a Napoleon Dynamite reference. Great movie, by Who the Who do way. you think on this show thinks they're the best at throwing football? Me. You think on this show? Yeah, yeah, it's me. No, Matt thinks he's the best. You're not the best. I you're, am the best. You're absolutely I, the worst. At it. I can, I guarantee. You. I can sling a rock. No, no. Let's. Uh, Bree Stevens you. is right across the street. Yeah, that's fine. After work today, let's go over there. I'll show you. I could, I could, I could toss this thing fifty yards. All right, Rico. But we yeah, got. We got. Let's wait for Matt because Matt's the the marquee. Even though he's not here often, let's wait for Matt so we can get us all in there. How's he doing? Do we know he's curling? And uh, I looked it up. Saskatchewan. I saw they lost the last match they had. Jeez. But that was last night. What's going on with them? I don't know. You have to ask Matt Hamilton. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers is at OTAs here, whatever this is right now, voluntary workouts. And another Knicks game. He talked about uh, – we're going to leave the, the Knicks and the throwing out the first pitch and all that aside because I don't want that to color my question about Aaron Rodgers. But he did talk about the importance, if you will, of being in the building with his new teammates. You know, I want to make sure I was ready to go once this, this started. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time in, uh, out west over the last few years in the off season, which has honestly been incredible for me because those workouts there, my body work guy Tommy out there, um, the structure is so incredible. I feel like that's what puts me in my best shape to be successful once the season starts. But I knew with a new team that I'm going to have to be here a little bit more just to get to know the guys, let them feel the cadence, and uh, start to, you know, step into the leadership role that uh, is – uh, you know, is going to be up open for my, you know, seamless transition there as a quarterback. Um, so definitely seamless. want to be here. Uh, Leadership role, love it. Aggressive leader, uh, Aaron Rodgers, no longer passively leading. So you pair that with yeah. no. Mr. Uh, Aaron Rodgers hanging out with who I love, Sauce Gardner, for a lot of reasons. One, wearing the cheese head here, but. There's a, a photo of, of Aaron Rodgers hanging out with Sauce Gardner a couple times, and they uh, he talked. And Aaron Rodgers talked last year about ah, he's too old to be bothered with the young guys. That you know it's fine; they can do their Kinda. thing. I'm going to do my thing. He wasn't saying anything bad about them. You know what he did? He sounded a lot like Brett Favre. So that's just the most recent thing. Whether it's Aaron Rodgers keeping it on the field, showing up for voluntary workouts, Aaron Rodgers. Hanging out socially with some of the younger players on the team. Aaron Rodgers shooting a video, and this isn't about the football side of it, but it's still with the Jets. Like going all in and like letting the Jets get some behind the scenes footage and talking about uh, Robert Sala and how he's a, an alpha and talking about how Douglas is, you know, getting the players that he wants. So I want to ask this question. Oh boy. Was Aaron Rodgers all in last year with the Packers? 844-770-3776. That's our first Iron Jock poll question. And I mean all in of, he was clearly, and I've covered, I've been in NFL locker rooms, and what I mean by in college rooms and college locker rooms, and I'm only saying it for this part of it, everyone is all in on game day. And everyone is even all in when they're practicing. But there's another part of being all in. And I covered a team in Miami that won one game. And you could just see the guys weren't as engaged as when I covered some of the Packer teams that were 11, 12, you know, NFC Championship caliber teams of just when the media has an opportunity to be around and see practices and see the players, there was a level of engagement. Everyone is trying hard. Everyone is showing up to, to do their best that day. But to win in the NFL, 
And to be a leader in the NFL, it's the in-between. It's not game day. It's not even the practice days. It's everything else. And it goes back to what Jason Wildey said yesterday with us. And if you missed that, you can listen back. Wisconsin on the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. That's brought to you by Revive Restoration. Whether you need mold remediation, you have smoke damage, you have water damage. Uh, if you have damage to your house or your business, go to revivepros.com. Josh and his team at Revive Restoration will help you. That's the sponsor of our show on Wisconsin on the man. But with what Aaron has been saying and what Jason said was that Aaron last year not showing up to training camp or voluntary stuff, that gave a window to Sammy Watkins to not show up. Mm. And any other player that didn't have a massive financial benefit to not show up. And I know Randall Cobb showed up, but Randall Cobb is a special type of leader. Aaron, New York Jets type of leader. Aaron Rodgers, whether he liked it or not, was going to be the tone setter for the office. I mean, for the, the, the building. And look, yeah. every office has people that even if they're not the manager or the coach, is a tone setter. And coaches will go to that player and say, I need you to do this to set the tone. We can all go back to Tom Brady and Belichick calling him out. and But Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich, Pop telling him, I'm going to get on you in front of everyone because if they see me do that to you, you're going to do this here. Michael Jordan was not your traditional leader, but he was a leader in the fact that he was relentless as a competitor that everyone else felt they had to fall in line. Different types of leaders. But last year, I think Aaron was trying to be that Jordan type of leader, and I think that's more his style. But when you're not at voluntary things, that sets a lower bar. When you are not going out of your way to hang with the younger folks. Again, Alex, I'll use us as an example, this, this office as an example. We don't hang all the time, but we still, whether it's you or some of the younger folks here that work at the office, we still go get a beer or we have, like, we're not hanging out all the time, but I'm still around you guys from time to time. It's not some disconnect of me. Wait, hold on, hold on. Are you com- are you are you saying you're Aaron Rodgers? I'm 43 years old. I'm the old guy in the office. <laughs> you are. outside of one other person, but I do. And even the other old guy in the office, he still is hanging out with at times. Not all the time. We have different lives. There are different things. I have kids, and Aaron doesn't have any of that. Or Anna married, family, and all that stuff. But we still make time because there's not this massive dis. Humble brag. Jim had sex. But uh, twice. Yeah, yeah. But a boy. When you, when you get into it, it, it's, it was never a valid excuse from Aaron <laughs> Rodgers that he was older and had different life than those guys because it's not, there's not some massive gap. Like There's people in this office who are 21, 22 years old. I still can get a cup of coffee with them or go get a beer with them downstairs. Aaron Rodgers could have gone and played video games with him. He didn't have to invite him over for cigars and whiskey, but he could have made his way over to many of the bars or just hung out at uh, Lambeau Field a little bit longer with them. He didn't do any of those things, and he used to. So when I say he wasn't all in, it's in the margins of his football player all in. But as a leader... I don't think he was as all-in as he could have been. And he has a high standard. So even Aaron Rodgers not all-in is better than most. But if you wanted to ask me what made everything a little bit less, maybe it was Aaron Rodgers not being in all-in last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's probably a point to be made there. And, and I, I still tend to disagree with both you and Wildy when it comes to if he attends the voluntary OTAs last year, does it change the trajectory of the season? Oh, well, but forget that. It does change who's showing up to this. I, I, I agree with that. But again, I, I don't think it changes, even if he's there, the trajectory of the season, right? I don't think Christian Watson is catching that ball week one, that that Hail Mary that really set the tone for what the Packers That's season was. That's not the was. best example, because that one you could almost sell. Now, maybe they don't win that game, but that play you could sell that if 
he's there and Watson catch a few more you passes think for that, him. You think something that happens five months before that change? Like they had weeks and weeks of reps together in training. Yeah, but camp every champ. bit counts. Every bit counts. Every bit counts. But I don't think it changes the outcome of that throw if he's there in April. The throw that happened in September. I don't think it really. It might change the outcome of that game against Detroit in Detroit because that was an awful ending. But other than that, I don't really buy into the fact that if he shows up for voluntary OTAs, it changes his play. To your point, though, is Sammy Watkins at OTA or voluntary OTAs last year if Aaron Rodgers is there? Vehement, yes. Absolutely he is there. He's showing up. And I, I, I understand that point. But Sammy Watkins didn't even make it the full season with Green Bay. What, is, everyone th- is everyone 3% better, 2%, 1% better if Aaron Rodgers showed up to voluntary? Again, I, I, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think it changes a ton so you, But you're saying that leadership doesn't have an effect. Look, let's use our buddy Matt Hamilton as the example, right? He's not here every day. Does it change the, the, uh, you know, the, the dimensions and the aspects of our show when he is here? Absolutely, right? Because he's sitting in the chair I'm currently sitting in. But when he's not here, does it mean we don't have a good radio show? No. I think you and I do a pretty darn good show, Jimmy. So, yeah, I understand your point, but I don't think it changes the outcome of the season. I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers, to a point, probably had one foot out the door, especially early on in the year, even after he signs that contract extension. But I don't think he was not all bought in and to your point during the season during the game days during the practices during training camp I think he was 100% bought in because he understands Aaron Rodgers a petty dude he's a chip on his shoulder always he understands the window for him to win a championship especially in Green Bay was closing very quickly and now he's rejuvenated because that window here we are in May it's nice outside that window's been cracked open just a little bit more in New York because he's got the offensive rookie of the year on his side number 17 in Garrett Wilson and he's got the defensive rookie of the year on his team on the defensive side of the ball and he's hanging out with him at Knicks games that's Sauce Gardner Romeo Dobbs was made a, a ton of headlines last year and back in January it was this year I guess when he said he had never hung out with Aaron Rodgers outside of the facility that's what you're referring to if Romeo Dobbs would have won the offensive rookie of the year, I bet he's going to Bucks games with Romeo Dobbs. But Romeo Dobbs is a fourth-round pick who didn't really have that good of a season. So I understand why their relationship didn't develop the way his relationship developed with a guy like David Bakhtiari. You are Aaron ex- Rodgers was still bought in. You're, you're an excuse maker because, again, you're, always, you're going back to the actions of the Packers, but that doesn't excuse Aaron Rodgers' actions. He can still control how he wants to be. Brett and Davis chimes in. Rodgers was all in until the team traded Adams a few days after Rodgers signed that contract. The second Adams was out, Rodgers was out. I disagree with that. House D chimes in. Uh, Frick, no, he wasn't in it at all. Uh, Not at all. He's a me guy, not a we guy. And uh, Christian Manitowash Waters chimes back in, piping in again, fellas. I It changes the outcome of the season if he was at OTAs last year. He had two rookies needed chemistry with. If anything, he should have invited them out to California last year, like Love did, and practiced with them. He's doing this to upset Wisconsin. That last part I don't agree with, but I still want to go back to Rodgers and the leadership side of things. And if you are saying that not. How do you apply it tangibly? I don't know. But if you were saying that him not being at voluntary workouts and him not going out of his way or judging how much he's going to spend time with someone based on how good they are, uh, you are wiping off – and you're saying it doesn't have an effect. You're wiping off any residue you believe uh, leadership has. No, because you're if right you're Because if you're wiping off that, re- that poor leadership or passive leadership is not a negative effect, then you're writing off the positive effects that, in theory – live with leadership. So 
what you're saying is that everything Aaron Rodgers is doing in New York right now with those players and is, is all pointless. Yeah, well, I want to go back to, to what Chris said, and that was he had two rookies he needed chemistry with. Like, why are we acting like Aaron Rodgers wasn't a training camp? He had six, seven, eight weeks to build chemistry before the regular season. It's not like he didn't show up until the, the game one against the Minnesota he, he, Vikings. But he walked the in the locker room and said, hey, guys, nice to meet you. That's not what happened. But he you know how chemistry six, works. Seven weeks. Yes, and he had the opportunity to build chemistry. And I know he didn't play in the preseason. Maybe he should have. But Alex... But- but for him to show up for a week at voluntary OTAs where you're just throwing the ball, you're not even running the offense, you're just like running routes, that's not going to when, change the outcome the of the season show whatsoever. Up, when the, yes, it can. When the interns show up, what kind of chemistry do you have with them as opposed to when they leave? Every day counts. Every, Absolutely. Every flipping day counts. But but the days in July and they August do count. count are a whole hell of a lot more than the days in April when guys you that don't aren't have even to, going wait, to be no. on the team are there. You don't even have to, you don't have to feel out Aaron Rodgers. Like initially, you have that feeling out time with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they're able to text Aaron Rodgers throughout. They feel comfortable texting Aaron Rodgers throughout the rest of the offseason because they hung out with Aaron Rodgers at OTAs. Maybe they're not complaining, or excuse me, voluntary workouts. Maybe they're not complaining about not getting that extra time with, or complaining about not hanging out with Aaron Rodgers. When Aaron would be far more willing to hang when it's just voluntary workouts, they could have gone to a Brewers game or done whatever, had some team outing. That all can get done. Some of that cheesy team binding thing that I don't even necessarily love can be done in voluntary workouts. None of that was done. It all had to be wedged into a tighter window. You cannot force chemistry. And chemistry is a intangible, but you can't force it. I'm not talking about on the field chemistry. I'm talking about being comfortable with people. And you brought up the idea of Matt and uh, the show in and out. What do we talk about, though? At times, when Matt is gone for a long time, we have to work on re-engaging him because Matt here, not fully engaged, he's not choosing not to be engaged, is a harder show. If we pull back curtain completely. Well, if Aaron Rodgers is not fully engaged, now the Packers have to spend time. They could have done it in voluntary workouts. Now they have to do it and get that footing back together in, uh, in training camp instead of voluntary workouts. That reconnection, the further you are away from each other as a football team, uh, whether it's on the field or off the field, just like in in work or in life, the more touch points you have in person, the the less reconnection, the less time it takes when you see each other again. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're presented by Coors Life. The Monster Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush of Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Strofe almost knocked off the seat with some of the texts coming in on the talking text line, 844-770-3776. They're coming in hot today, Jimmy. Uh, everybody's on your side. How's the D, who's usually people, not on your people side? People like me. Says, Jim is absolutely right. Alex, don't be so dense. People I'm like being me. dense? I like obtuse, but dense works. I couldn't believe that. Uh, Pat from Madison must be watching us on the video stream. Hello, Pat. He says, take that. Jets helmet off the table. Geez, so I, I placed that Jets helmet right there where it sits, and yep. you can find it on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at ESPN Madison. I uh, I brought it in the day he was traded. So this is your helmet. So I for the you record, have nothing to do with this. I have nothing to do with this Jets helmet. Uh, I have had that Jets helmet since 2008. It's been sitting in a bin in, in my apartment for the last, I mean, since college probably. I've never taken it out of the box, but I knew I had it. 
So when he got traded, I was like, yeah, I'll bring it in. Uh, so I've just had it sitting there since last Tuesday. So this is uh, not me being a Jets fan. It's just uh, I thought it was funny. So sorry, sorry to bother you, Pat. Aaron, apologist Alex. Jim is 100% right. Evan and Madison chimes in. Is Alex really trying to say that Aaron's presence couldn't have helped in the slightest? Because that would be just insane. It would, it would help in the slightest, but it doesn't change the win total of the Packers. They were 8-9. He had a broken thumb. 82%. Uh, votes so far are Aaron Jack poll question. Do you think Aaron Rodgers was fully bought in during his final season with the Packers? 82% of you say no. He didn't care enough. And it's not a big leap that the Packers win one more game. If he's out of practice in April? Like, I, I, why I hate this take? And I've hated it the whole time, but now it's become, again, it's been brought up, back up, because he's with the Jets, obviously, is because... Do you people, then you all must believe that the Jets are going to win 11 games this year, right? I imagine the Jets are going to win 14 games this year because he's at voluntary OTAs in April and May. Like, are, are we going to sit here and act like the Jets are going to be amazing well, now? There's two parts to this. Randall so, Cobb's there. They better win 14 games. So, wait, though. We don't know what their true potential is. The point is, we will find out through the year how many games this team has in them. Now, and you know I use this term and I like it. It's in the margins. Could they go from an 11-win team to a 12-win team because everyone is a little bit more bought in? And if you say no, and I'm not even sure I know the right answer on this, but if you say no, you are wiping away any residue you believe leadership actually applies to anything. Yeah, okay. So here, here's – let me – dive deeper into this so we're all on the same page here right this is not me being like aaron Rodgers is just better than everybody but it is a little bit right uh what's what's a good example i could use here so my mom and my girlfriend are both teachers uh teachers who's a better teacher uh well my mom's been doing it she's retiring after this year congratulations to my mom she's been yep. doing it 33 Shout years out. that's fantastic so i would assume uh, she's probably a little bit better than than my girlfriend in year two but they're both phenomenal teachers yesterday was national teacher appreciation day it was shout, shout out to all the teachers yeah shout ne- out to but wife, next yeah. week it makes no sense to me next week is national teacher appreciation week but national teacher appreciation day was yesterday well it's weird because throughout this week where my wife teaches they're getting like little treats at same school. with my mom uh, so they're celebrating it this week, but uh, at my girlfriend's school, uh, they are doing it next week. So anyway, doesn't make any sense to me. But teachers have in-service sometimes, right? So like the kids will have a Friday off, and the teachers will have to go in. In year 30, do you think the in-service is changing a lot for maybe like my mother? Do you think it's going to change her teaching style a whole lot? Probably not. She's been through this before, right? But for, for a young teacher like my girlfriend, who's in year two, that might actually teach her a lot, things she hasn't seen before, situations she hasn't been through before. So for guys like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and even Jordan Love, who are only in year one, two, three in the league, these voluntary OTAs are super important. You're still learning the offense. You're still learning some of the things that are implemented and expected of you. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, could he build some chemistry? Sure. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say it wouldn't help in the slightest like I, I think Evan texted in. It would help in the slightest. For Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how much he gains by walking through the simplest of things that he's been through year in and year out. Whereas for guys like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, it's important. So yeah, would it build some chemistry? Maybe a little tiny bit. But that is what training camp is for. That's why a lot of teams excuse the veterans from the voluntary OTAs. right? And, and I don't know this off the top of my head. I'm just going to use Tom Brady as the example. I don't know if he went every year. But I would assume some years and maybe some years not, Bill Belichick was like, yeah, some of you veterans like you and Darrell Revis and Randy Moss or whoever's there at the time can take this one out 
because I just need to focus on the young guys, right? That's what happens in the voluntary OTAs. It's about these young guys getting their feet wet and understanding the expectations that are set forth for them. It's not necessarily we're doing live 11 on 11 so Aaron Rodgers can build a, a really strong rapport with Romeo Dobbs against the live defense. That's not what happens in these voluntary OTAs. So one question I have, and I don't know the answer to it, who's teaching these, who's running these in-services? Who's giving the advice? Uh, for teachers? Yeah. Uh, usually like a principal. I, I believe so someone I've like been... a leader. Nicely <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So you kind of prove my point because someone who is younger is benef- more benefited from the leadership of the principal who could give you some extra tips. And I'm sure your mom, whether it's casually or just through osmosis, pick you know can give some tips. Or or your uh, significant other has picked up some tips from your mom, uh, just from, sure. from just chatting. Because that's it. It's generational. You pass things down through osmosis. I'm not saying – you're focusing again on the field. I am not saying that Aaron Rodgers had to be out there slinging the peloton. I mean Aaron Rodgers just hanging out and playing – or going on Twitch with the guys or playing some video games or because this is when it doesn't – this is when team building matters. This is when the field part – I'm not I'm not saying the on-the-field so – You're saying it translates that, Yes. Right? I'm not saying that the physical – throwing the ball to Christian Watson makes a big difference. I'm saying that Christian Watson, because no matter what – it's Aaron Flippin' Rodgers. He is a Hall of Famer. He walks in that room, and I'm not great at this too, but you've told me this before, that at times I can come across as intimidating just from the physical time I've been here. So now I know I need to go out of my way to make sure that everyone knows that I'm fully approachable. But it takes some time for that to happen. You mentioned initially when we started doing a show together, it took time. The show could have gotten better faster if I knew that, and now I try to get in front of it and get in, talk to people faster to let them know, I want to know what you have to say. Hold on, hold on, time out, time out, right yeah. there. Ryan Wollerstein producing the show today. Is Jim Rutledge approachable, yes or no? Jim Rutledge, uh, on first, on first uh, meeting, <laughs> can, be, can be a bit intimidating, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Similar to Aaron. You know, first time, like the rookie said, the first time they met him during training camp, it was a little, it was a little hard to get to know him. It's, you know, he's not the most you know, open guy, but once you get through that wall, once you get to you know, break it down a little bit, you really find it's a, a soft sweetheart there underneath. See, there you go. People like me. So my point being is that once we get more out of you, more out of Ryan, and I'm sure in your regular life, you get more out of people when they are already through the get-to-know-you phase. Sure, and I, that's I don't disagree what with that at all. So it's more of, it's not tangible. I'm not saying extra throws made a big difference. It's more of if Dobbs and Watson felt more comfortable and Watkins or anyone else around there felt more comfortable, if Alan Lazard felt more comfortable as he moved from an auxiliary, what, your third wide receiver to your number one guy, and he had some more FaceTime, physical, not phone FaceTime, but real-life FaceTime yeah. with Aaron. He, Aaron can't say, I like to talk on <laughs> FaceTime, and then also not actually give physical FaceTime. So he knows, he knew. He knew there was a value to it because he showed up forever, and he showed up now. And it's not the on-the-field value. It is the off-the-field value, and that's why I don't think Aaron Rodgers was completely bought in last season with the Green Bay Packers, and right now, 82% of you with our Iron Jack poll question say that Aaron Rodgers was not fully bought in last year during the Packers. Yeah, you, you could make a strong case for it, and you have done just that, so well done on your uh, on your part and, and everybody that's been texting in. Everything you're saying, there's there's partial truth to this, right? Like, 
Could he have been a better leader? Yes. Uh, Michael and Spring Green, I just want to read this because it is true, and I think it is a good point. Uh, he chimes in with, Rogers wasn't with all of his teammates in the spring because he's out in California getting specialized workouts every spring and summer. Veterans have more physical concerns than rookies. Sometimes that takes priority over chemistry building. I don't know if that was the exact case last year, but we do know that to be true about Aaron Rodgers. So I just figured that's worth throwing out. There. And again, I'm not saying he had, and I appreciate that, I'm not saying he physically had to like be out there Sling. He even joked when they he asked him. He should FaceTime gonna, Romeo Dobbs, though, right. at point. And, and, like, half-jokingly, but yes. you are serious, and I don't, I, I don't think that's unfair. And, and it's just, it's there is, what does it apply to wins? I don't know, but there is a tangible effect. It's just human nature. We all have human interactions with people at our workplace or in your life, and you know that the more you interact with them, the more you get to uh, who they are, and you understand right. who they are and where they're coming from, the better everything is. Right, and I'm not denying that that translates, And right? that's what I'm focusing on, I, not I, the field. I'm talking about Aaron, the person. Right. Feeling the players feel more comfortable, yeah, and, with them. but but to to the on the field point, like I'm not denying that that translates. You're absolutely correct about that. But my point ultimately is, Aaron Rodgers showing up to voluntary OTAs in April and May last year does not change the win total of the Green Bay Packers in 2020. I think we got to ask that as our next question here. Yeah, I think we have to. We, we should is, pull that. If Aaron Rodgers showed up to voluntary workouts last year, do the Packers win one more game? Oh, that's a resounding at, at least 100%. one more game. At least, at least, more, at least. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be an easy one. Which I then think. puts him in the playoffs. Right. Which then also puts him right. with the Green Bay Packers next this year. I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm. If I'm Aaron Rodgers showed up to voluntary workouts last year, he's probably a Packer this year. I don't think so. They make the playoffs. How are you moving off of him? Uh, I think he still wants to move on. Remember, I think this well, is more of an Aaron. Aaron, than, Aaron, than a, Aaron said that he was moved on from. Uh, yeah. Do you buy that? No, I don't either. You kind of forced the hand. What I, I do buy, I, I think they both wanted to move on. Sorry. What I do buy is uh, my good friends at Canopy Wealth Management. They take the time to truly get to know and understand the dynamics of your fa- values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold, and neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential, which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work hard towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy-wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. If 12 was there, maybe Watkins learns hand signals and runs the correct route. I hate it when Jim's right. That's Skeeter, 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. He's Strofe. I am Rutledge. Hamilton is curling. Uh, Wollersheim behind the glass. You can get the show, 844-770-3776. Our first ex-golf, excuse me, our first Iron Jack poll question was, do you think Aaron Rodgers was fully bought in during his final season with the Packers? 82% of you say, no, he did not care enough. That's, and, that's interesting. Like yeah. I, I expected it to be no, right? Yes. I, but I was thinking more like 60-40. Then the follow-up one here, would the Packers have won one more game in 2022 if Aaron Rodgers showed up to voluntary OTAs last spring? Uh, it's very early because right now it is. 100%. Yeah, it got posted 14 seconds ago. So, so just put I, it in the field, guys. And I, uh, I voted on it, so that's why I also voted on it. Is that uh, why it's 50 50? Oh, it was 100. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably where it is there, right there. But you can chime in eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Would the Packers have won one more game at least if Aaron Rodgers had shown up to voluntary minicamp? 
uh, last year. Ah, well, you know my take on it. I say no. Um, I don't think it changes things. But I, I think you and I have found some middle ground, right? Your, your overarching theme today is that Aaron Rodgers didn't give a damn enough to create chemistry and rapport and friendships with the new targets in Green Bay last year because he was mad at the organization. Yep. I don't think you're wrong about that. My overarching theme is that I am sick of talking about something that took place over a year ago that had no real effect on the 2022 season. The Packers stunk, Aaron Rodgers was injured, and they didn't win enough games until the end of the season, and then they choked in the moment where they could have punched their ticket to the playoffs. Right? I don't think spring voluntary OTAs changed the outcome of a game played on January 8th, 2023. Sorry. Can I tell you a... um a Packers Twitter storyline or line that is really driving me insane because sure. it's purposely disingenuous. Hit me, as brother. the Packers, excuse me, as the Jets add, added Alan Lazard and now Randall Cobb, yeah, and Billy Turner and, and Tim Boyle and yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, right? But the Jets, because here's what I see: the Green Bay Packers never got Aaron Rodgers any weapons, but now he takes those weapons to New York, so I guess they were fine. That is pretty wild because well, we're New York. We're forgetting about their best target, too, Garrett Wilson. Who's exactly. Going to be a superstar in this league. Right. And so immediately disingenuous. And so that's what bothers me is that the Jets are a more talented team. But here's the other part of it. For, I don't even need to argue about the offense. Their defense is head and shoulders in front of the Packers' defense. And it, mainly because, one, their head coach is a defensive-minded coach. Yeah. And Robert Sala, his defenses have always been good. And then they were a top-five defense last year. The Packers are middle of the road. Yeah, And the Jets, with Joe Flacco and Mike White and Zach Wilson, quarterbacking that team, won seven games but were dead last offensively. If Aaron Rodgers gets this Packers or gets this Jets offense to where the Packers were, which I think seven, was 17th last year, the Jets are going deep into the playoffs. Wait, hold on. The Packers were the 17th defense? I guess they had a really good stretch at the end of the year. 17th offense. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm sorry. And so if he can get this offense to 17th and the defense stays top 10, that team's going deep in the playoffs. And that's the difference between... But they're getting in, yeah. Well, that's the difference between last year's Packers teams and other Packers teams and this Jets team. This this Jets team has a historically great head coach as a defensive coordinator. They were top five last year, and there's no reason to think they're going to fall off dramatically as these players get better. So keeping health, they could be a top five defense again. And if you have a middle-of-the-road offense with Aaron Rodgers as your QB you got good chances to make a deep run in the playoffs. I know people like to hang up on things you say, so I'm going to correct something you just said yeah. because you just flipped them around. You, you, you called Robert Sala historically great head coach as a defense coordinator. You mean historically great defense coordinator yes. as a head coach. Yes. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, just want to clear that up because obviously Robert Sala, not a historically great head coach We yet, don't know, yes. Yet. Um, very well could be, depending on how this, this turns out. Uh, yeah, but but you're, you're right about all that, and we'll see. I, I, I really have no idea what to expect for the Jets. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tweeting between, like, I'd like to see Aaron Rodgers play well because I like him as a player. He's fun to watch play football, but I also want the Jets to go 1-16 so the Packers have the number 1 overall pick next year, right? So I, I, I don't really care what the Jets do. I'll watch. Um, I'll keep an eye on them. 
you know, it's, it's, it's intriguing also because of all the other former Packers they have that I just rattled off, right? And I wouldn't doubt if Mercedes Lewis joins that team as well. Uh, on top of the already Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, Billy Turner, Nathaniel Hackett, Packers ties. I, I, I think it's a, it's a fun team. Um, as Packers fans, there's obviously a lot of ties there, and they're not on the Vikings for once. So, like, <laughs> you actually can cheer for them, I guess, if you want to, but you also want to cheer for them to lose because you want the number one overall pick. Um, but it's, it's interesting because they are in such a stacked conference and, and really a stacked division with the Bills and the Dolphins. So they could somehow win like 10 games and not make the playoffs just because well, of, the that, AFC is so darn good. That's what Brett O'Claire chimes in. Jim, with that loaded AFC, Jets oh. will not make the playoffs. Good and he also said, I normally agree with Strofe, but he's in the wrong today about the, the Rodgers stuff. Yeah, it seems but, to be what a lot of people feel today. That's too bad. I think, I think the Jets, I'm just doing it simple like this. If they won seven games with a historically awful offense, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is not going to roll out with their, with that. They had a top five special teams, top five defense. As long as they're within that range and the offense gets to 15, that's a playoff team. Yeah, I don't Wins, losses, whatever. Like This Jets team will keep – I don't think Packer fans – because you haven't seen it. They've, when was the last – when was the defensive-minded coach the Packers had? Before my time, man. I, I don't know if it Sherman is a, was off. It would have been Ray Rhodes, I think. Holy so, smokes. Here's the thing. A defensive-minded team – is going to, one, there's a mindset to it. There's just a mentality to a defensive minded team. But a defensive minded team, look at the 49ers with a defensive head coach. I'm actually a bigger fan because there's less risk. The 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 ceiling is higher with an offensive minded head coach, but the floor is higher with a defensive minded head coach. And I think this defense, Sala has proven from San Francisco and out to the Jets, he knows how to scheme a defense. So this defense is not going to fall off a cliff. You know who has good defenses? You know who runs a tight ship? Defensive-minded coaches. Special teams, what is that an indication of? How tight of a ship are you running? Yeah, that's true. And how many good defensive players do you have? Well, the Jets, when they're looking to add an extra player, when your head coach is a defensive-minded guy, it's a defensive guy, not an offensive guy. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I'm talking myself into the Packers being decent this year. Of course you I are. I am a little bit. Of course I am, right? But Rich Bisaccia's role, as you bring up special teams, that's what made me think of Bisaccia. Uh, by the way, great poll. Ray Rhodes was the last defensive coach. I just looked it up. Um Rich Bisacci has a very big hand in operations now, mm-hmm. right? Like, there was draft picks that were Bisacci yep. requested. Uh, he got the promotion to assistant head coach. That guy's a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love that he has a hand in in, in the team. And I heard William Tausch talking about this earlier today, how Rodgers, and we talked about this last week, how Rodgers kind of mentioned how Robert Sala was an alpha and, and, and uh, guys at the Jets were alphas, and it seemed like maybe he was calling LaFleur a beta a little bit. Yeah. Bisacci is an alpha, and that guy's got a huge hand in the operations right now. So I'm really excited for, for what his role will continue to be on top of being the special teams coordinator. Uh, Love is doing all the things we wanted Rodgers to do. That's the other part of this we have to keep in mind. We're talking about the voluntary OTAs. We're talking about working out with the receivers in the offseason. Love is doing all of that. And we the, the one obvious big question is we don't know what he well, is on the field. He has no choice. But he's not getting a contract if he's not doing that stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. But he is doing all those things, and I don't think he was asked to do them, right? right. But it, it, let's be honest. You would not. You would be freaking out. He's doing the bare minimum. I would, for be, a young I would be much more frustrated if Jordan Love didn't yes. show up to voluntary OTAs than if And I'm, if I'm not Rogers saying he didn't. shouldn't get yes. like a paddle, but like he is doing the bare minimum. If you're going to be a starting quarterback, Good. I guarantee Garner Minshew is doing something similar with the Colts because he'll probably start the season as a starting quarterback. You think he'll start over Richardson? Day one? Richardson's kind of viewed as a prospect. I would yeah, imagine project, Garner yeah, yeah. will will start. The I hope not. I want to see Richardson. He was one of my. You'll favorites see. In the draft you'll this see year. him. I just don't think the you know day one. But 
let's not pat. I, I, I'm not going to go out of the way, but I will say this: you should be. This is the time of year to be optimistic. You should be optimistic for half the year next year, unless your team starts off poor. Yeah, I was just about to say I'm going to be optimistic at Thanksgiving, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just I'm going to find I'm going to find the bright spots and everything. Yeah, it's and every every fan base should this time of year be optimistic. You can I could sell myself. Couldn't I sell myself on on Justin Fields, who had a better year two than just than Jalen Hurts had a better year two to he can as a thrower, let alone a passer, that he can make a jump and the the Bears can make a massive jump and win the division and who knows what happens in the playoffs? That's not a big leap. I'm not. I pull myself back on it, but this is the time of year you should be excited. Here's a fun little story: Rich uh, Samini, uh, out in New York, reporter, Sauce yeah. Gardner, who sat with Aaron Rodgers last night on Celebrity Row at the Knicks game. Said Rogers was teasing him about his age. Oh, look at these two, just best friends now, old and young guys getting along. We were getting seated, and he's like, "We're about ready to sit next to Jessica Alba." I was like, "Oh, I don't know who that is." And oh he looked God, at me really? like I'm crazy. All oh, these two fun best buddies, old guy, young guy. Who okay, knew it? But Jimmy, old guys Jimmy. and young guys can be friends. <laughs> don't be a Richard. You know, you more than most people, and this is before any of the Rodgers or the Jets stuff started, you love Sauce Gardner. I do. You asked Mike Tressel about him when we yes, had him on, yes, right? The yes. former defense coordinator at yeah. Cincinnati, now yeah. at Wisconsin. Uh, you love Sauce Gardner. Yes. So you probably love reading this. I do, but like, it's just all, funny. All Rodgers like, stuff aside. Yeah, it's just all so funny. Of- but how do you – like, I'm the same age as Sauce Gardner. How the hell does he not know who Jessica Alba is? What is your biggest thing? Now you're now you're coming at me wrong. I honestly don't know. Was she in like Sex in the City? She was no. in Good Luck Chuck. I remember that, that movie. From, okay. that's, that's a movie she was. In. I know her name. I don't know if I could for sure tell you what she's famous. Fantastic from. Four, the original, like See, back these, in the oh, early great movie. 2000s. Great what? movie. Those those movies stink. They weren't great, but she was very famous at the time. Right, and also she was in Spy Kids. Also oh, a great movie for kids. kids. This is tough. Does she have a good movie? Uh, good Luck Chuck might be the best. That's not one. a good movie. Uh, I mean, it's fine, but wasn't like, she in a movie with Ben Affleck that was like horrible? Daredevil. Like, um, been, no, no, no she, that was Jennifer Garner. She was in uh, some kind of beautiful. I've never seen that. Is that like some kind of wonderful? But Valentine's lesser? Day, she was in. Yeah, man, I. That's what. I'm, well, wait, she has eighteen. Uh, what has she been nominated? Oh, for? she she's in that movie. I don't know if I could say. I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm going to make you decide whether. Yep, put your hand on the dump. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to say it slow so we're all on the same page. She was in the movie Little Fockers. I think that clears. Okay, yeah, I, I think, think that's that how you're saying it wrong, right. though. That's why. Uh, well, it's more like cock. So, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did hit it that time. Yeah. I hit it that time. Fair enough. <laughs> why? Uh, anyway. It's like, like C A U L K. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. What the hell are we doing? I'm not sure if the FCC agrees with it. It would, it would, would let that one slide. I, 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 had to pull, I had to pull the trigger. All right, let's just You do got this. two. All right, everybody pivot. Pivot. Yeah, Caller you got five. two worked up there. Caller Nothing five. to worry about. Caller eight. Caller She's, five. Hold on a second. She has not been in anything good. Honestly. No, she, no, she hasn't been. You're right. I, uh, that's surprising. She is famous for being famous. <laughs> like, I'm trying to. Sin City. Well, she's, that was a big movie. She's really good looking, Jim. That also has something to do with it. She's probably a model or something as well. I didn't. I she, don't know. Or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Anyway. She was in 44 episodes of Flipper from 1995 to 1997. I've never even heard of that. Dark Angel. That's her. That must be her big thing. She was in 42 episodes of that. Whatever that is. Yeah, I got nothing. I got. Nothing. That's a couple seasons. Can we just move on? Caller five. Caller eight. I'm just blown away. <laughs> Fine. What are we doing? Caller five and eight. Uh, that is Minute to Win It, brought to you by our friends at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Coming up next, Minute to Win It. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Callers number. Five and eight. Uh, 844-770-3776. Compete against me and Alex Strofe. We're going to do 
Uh, Jessica Alba movie. Yeah, totally. Is it a real movie or is it <laughs> fake? Uh, again, you're going to win a uh, $50 gift card north of South Seafood in the Smokehouse if you pick the right person. Call our number. Five and eight. 844-770-3776. You're both qualified. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Spark Building. We're going to get into Minute to Win It in a minute. Brought to you by our good friends at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Verona, Madison, DeForest, all those great locations. And uh, the winner of this gets a $50 gift card, which you can use in any three of those locations. Enjoy some brisket, some great seafood. The smoked salmon is amazing. Uh, their shrimp is outstanding. And of course, they're the official barbecue joint of Rutledge and Hamilton. So... Feel free uh, to go there whenever you want. You can get it delivered. You can pick it up. You can have them cater. North and South Seafood Smokehouse is fantastic. And now we're going to get into a minute to win it. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. So, as we know, yesterday was the deadline to pick up the fifth-year option for players drafted in the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft, Jim. Obviously, we know that Jordan Love did not have his pickup picked up, but there were 12 2020 first-round draft picks who did. So, I pulled the list of the 12 who did have their options picked up, and that's our list for Minutes Win It this week. Obviously... We usually only have 10 that we'll go to, so if you do manage to get 10 of the 12, we can stop there. All right. Though I don't imagine you or Strofe will manage to get 10 of the 12. Um, But I'll give you a second to think about it. Think about the 2020 draft, Jim, who was in that first round. And whenever you're ready, we can go ahead and get started. By the way, Derek from Wanakee picked you this week. So yeah, Derek and I, you know, I'm mad at myself because I even looked at this and I was like, oh, I'll get back to it just from like my own like research purposes. Yep. yep. And I hadn't got a chance to get back to it yet. So all right, start me up. All right, here we go. Uh, Justin Herbert. That is correct. Alrighty. So um, who else was taken in that draft? So Herbert was the quarterback. He was the fifth pick in the draft. Yes. So well, the quarterbacks were taken in that draft here. Um, a few popular ones. Yeah, I know. Is that's not the? Is that Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow is also correct. Yep, he was right. first overall. Tua, that is also correct. Those are the three big quarterbacks yes. outside of Jordan. Love. All right, so then there's that. Uh, now it's going to start getting much more difficult. Um, Justin Jefferson, that is also correct. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of younger, really good players here. So you got 25 seconds left. On the defensive side of the ball, I know that Chase Young was not picked up. So, um, Patrick Queen was There's not only two up. defenders on the list. I'll give you that. All righty. Man, that's going to be tough. Offensively, other good young players, running backs. Ten seconds. Ah, uh, man. Tight you got end. three wrong answers to start throwing them out there. Jamar uh, Chase. That's wrong. Jamar Chase was not in that draft. No, yeah. I apologize, Jim. There were two defenders in the draft. AJ Terrell and Derek Brown were the only two defenders. I would not have gotten them at all. Yeah, all right. <laughs> no, they they have been forgotten to the annals of history already. And, yes. Uh, after only four years, much like Jordan Love. All right, here comes Alex Strofe. This one is uh, either you're going to hit it because you like happen to look it up, or you're going to be. What the hell took so long? 
I feel like that took forever. Well, he the set call- up a little bit too, but yeah. There was a big setup. There was a bit of a setup, and the, the, the callers took a while to field, but <laughs> we'll go ahead and we'll get into it. So, Strofe, right. yeah. you'll have Brandon from Mount Horb. All right, let's go, Brandon. This week. Uh, and did I get chosen? You were chosen, oh, yes. You were the one chosen. Shout out to you, Brandon. Let's go, baby. Well, let's see if you made a good decision because, <laughs> did. obviously, yesterday was the deadline to pick up the fifth-year option for 2020 first-rounders. Yep. We know Jordan Love didn't have his picked up, but there were 12 players who did Ooh. have their fifth-year option oh, picked up. boy. So, obviously, we usually only have 10, 10 uh, possible options on the list. So, if you do get to 10, we can stop it there. But I don't imagine... Uh, so I'm doing, I'm doing it for players that were picked up? That did have it picked I up. I literally the 12 looked players. at the list yesterday of players that didn't have it picked up. So that doesn't really help me. No. Well, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's, this is a 2020 draft, right? Yeah. 2020 okay. draft. Let's All go right. to work. Here we go. Joe Burrow. That is correct. Joe Burrow is first. Uh, Justin Jefferson. That is also correct. He was the 22nd pick. Oh, boy. Uh, who I else? I predict with my tie on this. Mac Jones. Mac Jones was not in that draft. Was he 21? I thought he was He's 20. Field's draft, yep. Okay. Yep. Um, who else was 20? Who were the other quarterbacks in that class? So it was Burrow. He's a big quarterback here. Burrow, Love. Tua Tungavailoa. That is correct. Tua did have his option picked up. And there was one more in that draft before Love in between Tua and Burrow. But who was it? You have Uh-oh. 30 seconds. Yeah, I know. I know. I hear it. Um, <laughs> leave me alone, Ryan. How many do I have right now? Three? You have three. Uh, Jim, you want to tell me how many you got? Honestly, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jim got you've, four. You've got nobody I have not got. Okay, that makes sense. I'm forgetting who the other quarterback was. I know Patrick Queen didn't get his picked up. I'm just trying to think now who you're was literally drafted, doing exactly who what was I did drafted too. around him. Ten uh, seconds. Yeah. Chase Young was not picked up either. Uh, thanks, Jim. Yeah. Appreciate that. I did see that, though. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember who the other quarterback in the class was. I'm blanking on it. Uh, you're going to be upset with that. I am. You're right. It was it was a high pick, too. Herbert. Did his fifth overall? Up? Did, fifth his overall up? did did, did Justin Herbert up? get picked up? <laughs> yeah, I think Justin Herbert. Got I didn't know up. If maybe he did an extension like Love. I, I don't know because Love's technically didn't get picked up. Uh, who, who else did I miss? Um, so the other eight players who neither of you guys mentioned that were tough. Andrew Thomas, the tackle from the New York Giants. I don't nope. even know who that you is. never would have gotten that one. The defensive I, guys, fair. I was like, yeah, who? And what? then the first defensive guy was Derek Brown from the Carolina Panthers. He was nope. the seventh pick. Jedrick Wills, another tackle from the Browns. Nope. Then there was Tristan Wirfs. Tackle from the Buccaneers. A lot of tackles in this. Didn't realize tackles and quarterbacks. Then Jerry Judy, wide receiver. Oh, okay, that, was, that one hurts. Yeah, that I was a big one from yesterday. One. And then the second defender who had his picked up, AJ Terrell, the corner for the Falcons. Yeah, I'm familiar, yeah. but the Falcons. Stink. Yeah, not not a well known name, that's for sure. Well, because also for both of us, but especially Strope, like these aren't fantasy players, so that even hurts more. Like True. tackles and a cornerback on a bad football team. Like, how are you really going to know them yeah. outside of, like, if the this Packers... This is kind of a fun category, though. It was. One guy who is a big fantasy player, CeeDee Lamb from the Cowboys. Oh. He was picked... He was 20-20. He was five picks before Justin Jefferson, who you guys both got. And then the final player, another wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk from the San, San Francisco, Francisco 49ers. 49ers. So those are just tough because it's really hard to nail down when a receiver is picked. Like, yeah, it is. Those, that, none I, of those I surprise me, draft, but, like, but yeah, trying to nail down when they're picked and all that is is difficult. I, but. Even though I lost, I'm sorry, Brandon and Mount Horror, that's on me. Uh, that was a fun category. Nice job, Ryan. Well, and who won? Uh, and you won. Jim, you are the winner. No, but I mean, who got the $50 gift card? Oh, who got the gift card? That would be Brandon from Mount Horeb. Congratulations, I th- I Brandon. Brandon from Mount Horeb picked me. Oh, no, excuse me. You're right. He did pick you. Brandon from Mount Horeb, you are the loser. Derek from <laughs> Wanakee is the winner. <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.